Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Identity in community is great. Inspiration in community is great. But that should always inspire bravery for Christ in the community. And that's what we see in the book of Acts. Chapter 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. You see men together filled with God's Spirit going into big and small spaces and doing good. And in, in Acts 4.16, when people saw it, you know, even the critics said, what are we going to do with these men? For they have performed notable miracles, and the whole city is talking about it, and we cannot deny it. Hi, I'm Mike Tom. Colleen Hood is away today. Today's guest is passionate about ministering to men and wants to inspire and empower men to become more active in their homes and in their community, showing the love of Christ to the world around them. We're going to hear how we can do just that coming up today on Connections. Kenny Luck is a pastor and author, and he's also uh, the founder of the Dangerous Good Conference, and he joins us today. I want to start with Everyman Ministries. I've gotten to know about it um, over the last few months because you're all over my social media all of a sudden. So uh, tell us... (laughs) <laughs> Tell us, Kenny, what sparked this desire in you uh, to reach yeah. out and specifically minister to men? Yeah, so probably my own journey, uh, first of all, just as a man, as a husband, uh, as a dad, and as a follower of Jesus, and just working that out. And I, I remember getting together with a few guys at my church, and we started off with eight guys, and it was just a little Bible study. And then within a couple of years, it turned into a Bible study of 800 guys. And at the time, I was I was running a healthcare company. I was not a full-time pastor. I was not a full-time, uh, you know, staff member at my church. I was just really needing to know how to work out my faith in the context of being a man. And um, it just that's how things got started, and that's the way usually uh, organic things work. They just kind of happen and then people start benefiting. But what the response from uh, the wives uh, about the changes that were happening in men really, to your point, ignited an idea, which a couple of years later turned into a business plan for Everyman Ministries. And then I uh, one day was at, at church and was really prompted by God sitting in a service to um, to start officially the organization, which would seek to uh, help men live out their identity in Christ in community and help them then serve those closest to them and their community and empower healthy families. So wrote that business plan 19 years ago. God has crossed every T and dotted every I, and it's kind of culminated in this uh, outbound sort of movement we we call the Dangerous Good Conference. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the conference. I know it just took place at the end of August. How was it? And um, yeah, what did you take away from it? Yeah, I've been in the men's movement for the last 30 years or so. I've I've been in it. I've been writing resources. uh, I've been on the platform. I've, I've seen the power of men's movement. But I, I got to tell you, I have never in my life witnessed or personally experienced anything like what happened at the Dangerous Good Conference this 
this past weekend. And I think it's a combination of things. I think uh, the cultural and global moment for men uh, right now is a is a context that is makes this conference well timed. Um, you know, you have visual story and worship from some of the best people in the world, and there's just a, a power factor that comes with not just great worship people like Brandon Lake of Bethel and Maverick City or Mac Brock from Elevation or Chris Davenport from Hillsong, but the fact that they came as men and they actually ministered from the stage as husbands and as dads sort of in between songs. So it would be this unique like, like testimony slash worship. And and then then that set up the preaching and teaching of God's word on on what it means to uh, live out your truest identity, live with strong integrity, live with liberty and, and an ultimate destiny. And and uh, for me, as uh, a teacher of, of God's word, you, you can't get a better setup like that. And then when it came time for some decision making, um, the move in the room was great. Um, we had over 1,800 men in one church. Uh, and they all made decisions to decide to get into a group after the conference and then to serve their city uh, coming up this October 8th. So um, it was the, the, the realization of, hey, what if we put into one space really great worship, prophetic teaching from God's word, story, decision-making opportunities, and then a real call to serve your city. So all these groups that are forming on one day, they're going to get out and serve the city of Austin in pre-planned serve opportunities. Um, and it's going to be a thing to see. So I have that to look forward to. I like that you mentioned um, like that encouragement to get them into groups because um, I'll speak for myself anyways, as a man and business and a father of young kids and a stressed out household all the time. Right, I'm pretty right, isolated right. in reality, actually. Um, and I find a lot of men, especially trying to live out their faith, kind of do it alone, don't they? Yeah, that was actually the key thing. The visual story that we we take the men through, it even kicks off the conference. It's called Wandering Lion. And it's just a story of a guy who's isolated just exactly as you described. And he has the normal responsibilities and pressures relationally as a man, as a provider, uh, as a husband, and he gets into a little bit of trouble. And um, we like to say in the Dangerous Good Movement, you know, isolation kills, but connection conquers. And that, that is where that, that old wonderful Psalm 133 comes into play. You know, behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in unity. It's like oil poured out. And the picture of the scripture is that when men come together, there is just this camaraderie in the Lord that beckons the Lord's presence. Because the psalm finishes and says, for there the Lord commands blessing. And that's what we, we pray for, and that's what we experience at the Dangerous Good Conference. Why is um, this citywide serving event so important and part of uh, what you're doing with the men's ministry? Yeah, I have a saying, and people who hear me talk, hear me say it all the time, um, probably ad nauseum, but I like to say inspiration is useless without application. 
And that connection of men into groups and a shared experience of being, quote, dangerous with goodness all over the city, that's a biblical pattern of spirit-empowered men's movement. So identity in community is great. Inspiration in community is great. But that should always inspire bravery for Christ in the community. And that's what we see in the book of Acts, chapter 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. You see men Mm -hmm. together filled with God's spirit going into big and small spaces and doing good. And in in Acts 4.16, when people saw it, you know, even the critics said, what are we going to do with these men? For they have performed notable miracles and the whole city is talking about it and we cannot deny it. And that's really what what we're after is we just want to see, especially in these these times where toxic masculinity is is a big issue and um, men creating suffering and abuse. We want against that dark backdrop for communities and cities to see what a movement of spirit-empowered men looks like in the character of Christ. Yeah, so often it's our actions that are a more powerful witness than our words, right? And we've got a great right. opportunity in this time and season in the world, I feel like, to to show the world there's something different about living in the kingdom. Right. Yeah. I mean, male strength is a great thing for our culture when compassion and character are guiding it for the sake of other people. And I feel that more than any other time in history, to your point, the world is craving communities of men who are dangerous with goodness. So I, I feel like we've, we've gotten off to a really great start. And I think um, the ser- the dangerous good servolution in Austin is going to shock some people. Uh, your latest, you've written a lot of books, I think almost two dozen, uh, but your latest yeah. one's called mm-hmm. Dangerous Good, The Coming Revolution of Men who care now right away i can already hear some christian male friends of mine hearing men who care and they're like oh another touchy-feely jesus is my boyfriend thing so what does it mean to be a man who cares (laughs) yeah well there's a lot of different ways to be a man but if you read the gospels and you see jesus you see a guy who's tough and who's tender who's sacrificial and who's servant-oriented you see a guy who's courageous and he's compassionate. And, you know, for all of your friends, I bet you every single one of them is part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And, and they've seen some kind of superhero kind of movie. Maybe they own some pajamas or a coffee mug. I don't know. But um, the reason why that ethos is so attractive in fantasy is because there's something inside of us that wants to be dangerous with goodness. We want to be great. We want to do great things. We want to have special power. We want to we want to triumph over evil. We want to defend, you know, the weak, but we don't have to turn to fantasy to do that. That life is a path of the follower of Christ, who was the best model for men, and he broke the rules. Jesus had power. Jesus stuck it to evil. Jesus defended the weak. He elevated women. He protected children and blessed them. He didn't pre-qualify anybody on the basis of what their skin color looks like. He just advanced the kingdom with power. And I believe that there's, uh, there's, a, there's a substitute uh, identities out there in culture where men have to go to fantasy to sort of participate in it. When in reality, if they're followers of Christ, 
that life is there for them because Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach the gospel to the poor, sight to the blind, freedom to the oppressed, you know, and, and to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. And his, his guys did that in the book of Acts. So there's no lack of bravery and there's no lack of impact if you're a man and you're a follower of Christ because the biblical model of Jesus and the men who followed him, we're still in the blast zone of that movement. You uh, you mentioned Marvel or DC pajamas yeah. or coffee mugs. Yeah, I'm just yeah, oh, uh, yeah. I'm sitting here sipping coffee out of my Spider Man coffee mug that was hey, actually an ordination gift. So <laughs> well, that's my guy. See, that's my guy. <laughs> right on. And, and you know, I have I have a Black Panther mug in my office at at the church. Yes. You know, and it's just that that ethos, right? Of hey, you know, I'm put here for a purpose. You know, I have limited time, I have an unknown ending, and I have a scheduled meeting with God. But between now and then, I want to leave a footprint. I want to leave a mark as a man. And that's why I feel like the super story that we see, like in the MCU, Marvel Universe, or DC Universe, the super stories are of, of men and women who have a private story, but they also have this identity that they feel compelled to work out and um, some for good, some for bad. And you gotta, you gotta be careful which identity you choose. And that's true for all the guys who are listening to this right now. I mean, you gotta be careful. There are cultural identities and then there's the one you have in Christ. And Hmm. we're saying live out your identity in Christ. How do we do that? Where do we start? Maybe especially for those of us listening, we're like, we feel like we're far way off of living out that identity in Christ. Where's the best place for us to start? Yeah, I mean, the best place always is to start with a commitment to Jesus, right? And to committing to that identity fully. I feel like there's, I mean, the the statistics tell us there's 700 million men who name the name of Jesus, but it's a sort of identity it's an accessory. Maybe they grew up with it. Maybe they, they, they go to church on Sunday or whatever. No, this, this identity that you have as a Christ follower requires your strongest energy because whatever commands your identity commands your energy. It's sort of like, to borrow another movie analogy, it's sort of like, you know, Simba in The Lion King, right? Bad things happen to him. He gets a little disillusioned with life. He goes and creates this alternative world that where he sings songs, he's friends with people he should eat, and uh, he's out of place, (laughs) right? He's out of place until he gets whacked on the head and this voice says, I know who you are. And then he tries to run from that convicting voice that says, hey, you're the son of a king. You're out of place. There's things happening that you need to come back and be a part of but you won't do it here. And then there's this face-to-face that he has with the king. And all of a sudden he's like, I'm Simba, son of Mufasa. And he acknowledges who he really is, not some, not some you know, rip-off identity that's formed so that he can hide and run from it. But he's like, then he goes back and he confronts evil. And he lives out his truest identity. And I feel like that's true of many Christian men, where we are amalgams of, you know, there's a little cultural identity, there's a little Christian identity, there's a little male culture, 
you know, I'm material man, I'm pleasure man, I'm fun man, I'm recreation man, but I'm not fully any one identity that's truly and fully defining me. Well, that's not, that's not life in Christ. Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do what I say? I mean, it's, it's one of those things where Jesus demands, because of his great love and what he did for us on the cross, our fullest energy, our fullest liberty, you know, because it reflects our identity in him. We always got to run. So many of us always run until we really have that big face-to-face meeting. And usually that face-to-face meeting comes at not a fun point in life because we've no, been running. No, through pain, so, right. <laughs> right? No, it's through pain. Well, pain is a teacher too. And I yeah. think there's a lot of guys probably listening that, you know, they, they are like, man, that's me. I, I know I'm a believer. I know I'm a follower of Christ, but I've been blending. Yeah, I've been blending my identity in him, trying to. And that's why Jesus said to the guys right before he left, he's like, hey, look, if you were of the world, I would have told you. But as it is, I have chosen you out of the world. And that, that word world in that context is the word cosmos, culture. It's that ecosystem. It's that godless ecosystem that competes for our energy and um, our effort. And, and he's saying to them very clearly and in plain words, listen, don't try to blend those two. It's not going to work. You have uh, so many resources for men at uh, Every Man Ministries. Tell us a little bit about how we can find uh, your books and other resources yeah. or find out about the next conferences and get involved with them. Sure. Um, So I'm excited on the book front. I've written a trilogy. It's the Dangerous Good trilogy. It starts off with Dangerous Good and then Fail Safe, Living Secure in God's Acceptance, um, came out a year ago. And then the third book of the trilogy is called Overflow. And um, that's setting the Holy Spirit loose in your world. It's about impact. So they can get those books anywhere, Amazon, wherever they want to get books, or they can come to the everymanministries.com site. Now, everymanministries.com is the largest streaming platform with uniquely faith-based Christian content for individuals, for churches, for men's groups. So when you were talking about, hey, you know, I find myself living my life and I have all of these pressures and responsibilities, but I'm doing it by myself. It is the absolute easiest way for a man to start a group, get in a, get, get a Bible study going, because we have the largest library of curriculum for men in that one spot. So if you're a pastor and you're looking to do something for your men, go to everymanministries.com. If you're an individual guy and you want a daily devotional or a podcast you want to get into, do that. If you really want to stretch yourself and start a men's group, you can. it's, it's just as easy as Netflix. And we're on Apple TV, Netflix, Roku, you know, Amazon Prime, we're on all the, the mainstreaming platforms. So just download the Everyman Ministries app and get going. Perfect. Again, everymanministries.com. Maybe, Kenny, before we let you go, what's your uh, one big piece of advice, like your top piece of advice for men and fathers today and husbands before we go? Yeah, it would be to, to just live out who you truly are and be brave in who you truly are. That was Jesus, living out your truest identity, because only then. Are you going to feel on the inside integrity and energy and get a sense of your destiny in him? 
Love it. Thank you so much. Privileged to talk to you and would love to have you on again, talking more about uh, being a Christian man and fatherhood and that kind of awesome. stuff. Well, thanks for having me. Check out the ministry and the dangerous good. It looks so amazing. Lots to take in there. Don't forget to subscribe, follow the Connections podcast on your favorite podcast app. It really helps us out too. If you leave an honest rating, doesn't have to be five stars. If you're not feeling five stars, be honest. We're not asking you to fib about it, uh, but leaving a rating and a review, it does make it easier for other people to find us. And for us, it's all about spreading the good news of Jesus and what Jesus does in ordinary people's lives. We'll talk to you again on Connections.